This is the Narratorium, dedicated to bringing you free short fiction in a variety of formats, including audio, web, and ebook formats. Please visit our website at narratorium.com. This is a story called A Flash of Lightning. Despite herself, Sarah flinched when the crack of thunder shook the tower. Moments before, lightning had lit up the night sky as though it were daylight. The thunder frightened the great brown bear too, and it gave a mournful roar as it stood in its cage near the wall. Perfect, said Sarah's master Isaac, who was standing at one of the arched windows looking out at the gathering storm. He turned and snapped his fingers at his apprentice. Jonathan, raise the spike. Be quick about it now. There was a disapproving look on the master's face as he addressed the younger man. Jonathan returned the look with a barely suppressed scowl, but shuffled over to the centre of the tower and began cranking a padded handle. Gears turned, and with a shriek of metal on metal, a shaft began to move upward through a hole in the ceiling. Sarah smiled to see the ongoing discord between the two men. The next moment Isaac looked across to where she was scrubbing the long stone bench. Girl, stop gawking and get on with your work. Make sure the bench is dry, we'll need it soon enough, and then you can mop the floor. Sarah's smile vanished as she returned to her miserable task. It was boring, but at least it left her mind free for thinking, and didn't get in the way of her observing everything that the master was doing. All around the high tower, the storm was gathering its strength, building every moment. The wind was howling louder and louder. Then came another flash, and this time the thunder followed almost immediately. The caged bear roared again in fear. Is it raised? Isaac demanded of the apprentice. All the way? Jonathan, panting a little with the effort of cranking, nodded. Right then, now the lever. Quick, no time to lose. Jonathan moved over to the wall of the circular tower, where a massive lever had been erected. Thick wires ran over the ceiling to it from the central spike, and from the lever through to a complicated apparatus. From the apparatus, thinner wires ran along to dozens of huge bottles plated with beaten metal and part filled with water. Sarah knew those bottles well. She had been made to wash and polish every one until it gleamed with not a single spot of grease or dirt before the plating began. Now! bellowed Isaac above the storm. Damn it, pull it! Jonathan hauled on the lever by its wooden handle. Outside the windows, lightning stabbed down. And then it was inside the tower! Sarah gave an involuntary gasp as sparks fountained from every connection of the metal cables. Jonathan stepped back from the lever with a curse. Lightning seemed to flicker across the array of bottles and little arcs played round their mouths where the wires connected with them. She saw the poor bear shrinking away in its cage as far as its chains would allow it. Isaac laughed, a deep, booming laugh of satisfaction. All right, boy, throw the lever back, quick now, and lower the spike before we're hit again. We've done it. The old man paced along the array of bottles, careful not to touch them, smiling and stroking his short grey beard. Very good, very good, but if we're to please the king, and we must take the next step. Girl, are you done with that bench? Is it dry? Completely dry. Sarah nodded, but Isaac still came over and examined the bench carefully, as though still expecting it to be filthy. 
Her master was like that, she knew. Everything he dealt with had to be clean beyond any reasonable standard. Satisfied, the master donned thick leather gloves and went to the array of bottles. Each metal-clad bottle was about three handspans across and twice as tall. Isaac carefully unhooked one of them from the wires and brought it across to the bench. Now you, Isaac said, looking across at Jonathan, who was still glowering. Much good it did him, Sarah thought, as she picked up her pail and mop so as to look busy. Bring the weapon and its pack. Set it down here. Jonathan brought out from a cupboard a leather harness and a long metal pole about the length of a long sword. He put it down on the bench, and the master, despite his thick gloves, deftly strapped the bottle into the harness. Now, he said to the apprentice, turn your back. Jonathan muttered something in a resentful tone, but nevertheless turned and allowed Isaac to fasten the bottle in its harness to his back. He took the long pearl in his hand. Not like that, you fool, said Isaac. Put on this glove first. Once Jonathan had on the glove, the older man connected a wire from the mouth of the bottle to the end of the pole. Now for the bear, Isaac strode over to the cage. By my calculations, the trapped lightning will easily be enough to kill it. What a weapon this will make for the king. How terrified his enemies will be when he and his knights wield it. He reached up to unlock the bolt on the cage. Sarah could see Jonathan tremble with fright. No, master, pray you leave the beast in its cage, just in case. Perhaps the weapon will not work. Isaac nodded grudgingly. Perhaps you're right. I was keen to see a real contest of man against beast. Then again, you are not much of a man, are you? He said with a sneer. Perhaps, thought Sarah later, that was one humiliation too far for Jonathan. Or perhaps he had been plotting his revenge for a long time and just seized the opportunity when it presented itself. Jonathan stabbed forward with the pole. Not at the bear. At his master Isaac standing next to the cage. There was a loud snap, a flash from the end of the pole, and suddenly Isaac jerked like a puppet and crashed back against the cage, then fell to the floor, twitching in every limb. His eyes rolled back to show only the whites. The bear shrank back in terror. Sarah gave a shout of dismay and dropped her mop. Jonathan turned to her with a mad grin on his face. I've done it, he said in wonder. I've killed the old bastard, I've killed him. For a moment, Sarah thought he was going to break into a dance. But instead he paused for a moment, thinking, I have all his books, all his drawings. I'll tell the king it was a terrible accident, but I can do better, and I will too, but... He looked strangely at Sarah. You mustn't tell. If you tell, I'll kill you. Better yet, he hefted the metal pole. I'll kill you now. Why not? The accident could have killed you both. Such a pity. He began to step towards Sarah, the pole outstretched. Sarah stood her ground for a moment, considering... Then she snatched up her pail and threw the water right in Jonathan's face. As it drenched him, there was a flash and another loud snap. Jonathan jerked, just as Isaac had, though not so violently. He didn't fall over, but sank to his knees, gaping with shock. Before he could regain his senses, Sarah picked up her mop and swung it with all her strength at his head. He crashed over, hitting the stone floor with a thud, and did not move. She ran to where her master lay and bent over him. He was still twitching, but his eyes had returned to their normal position, and she could hear him gasping for breath. Not dead, then. She ran to fetch a cup of water and dribble it through his lips. He choked and tried to sit up. Master Isaac, she said, you are in need of another apprentice. I pray you take me. You? he gasped out. But I was taught my letters, Master. I've been reading your books when I was alone here, and I've watched everything you do. She smiled. And Master, unlike Jonathan... 
I will not try to kill you. Thank you for listening. That was a story by David Grigg. Read by David Grigg. Copyright 2013. All rights reserved.